Well, it's good to be with you this morning, and we, uh, as Matt said, are in a sermon series called Back on Track. So we want to get back on track in this new year, uh, look at different areas of our life where we can just uh, do some evaluating and trying to be uh, all that God wants us to be in those areas. And so last week, Fran looked at wisdom and, and uh, went through the Proverbs, especially Proverbs chapter 1, and talked a little bit about making those wise choices and uh, allowing God's Word to be a part of who we are and how we live. Uh, this morning, we want to look at uh, getting back on track physically, being in good health. And in your uh, bullets in there, order of worship, you, you see a scripture, 3 John. How many guys read 3 John? Well, it's not a real big book, but uh, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2, John writes, Beloved, and he's speaking to all of us, but specifically back then to particular people. I pray that in, that's right, yeah, he's talking to us. I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So he's saying, I want you to be in good health. My desire is that uh, our bodies would be healthy and in good health. And we know that we're a, a three-part being. First uh, Thessalonians 5, verse 23. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So when we think about ourselves, we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And our bodies are a gift from God. Uh, this, this flesh earth suit is a gift from God. And, and part of what God does to bless us with this body is that he has given us senses abilities that we have to enjoy his creation. So let's think about these senses that you all know. The first one we'll think about is sight. So we have the ability, uh, most of us, to see. Now, some people don't, but, but uh, the way God's created us, so all things work well, we are able to see. So as I look out, I, I can see you guys, and, and, uh, and it blesses me to be able to see you. Think about the ability to see different colors. You know, I'm, I'm wearing uh, orange today. Am I wearing orange today? No, I'm not wearing orange today. Uh, but, uh, you know, we have the ability to, to see colors. And then you think about depth and, and the depth perception, being able to see at a distance and, and, and different, uh, different textures and different things like that. I remember uh, growing up, I was nearsighted and uh, didn't know it until we're riding in the car one day. And my mom says, because uh, she was suspecting that I was nearsighted, uh, she said, Mark, can you read the license plate of the car in front of us? And I said, of course not, Mom, I can't read that. And she said, really? And she read it. And she was wearing sunglasses. And so, Bobby, I said, it's your sunglasses. So I said, may I try your sunglasses on? She goes, sure. So I put the sunglasses on. It, I still couldn't see it. And she said, we need to take you to the optometrist. We need to get your eyes checked. And, I, and sure enough, I realized I could see everything close up. But at a distance, it was just blurry. And, uh, and so we, we, this was in fifth grade. And, and uh, we went there. And, and he made some glasses for me and I remember putting them on and I looked outside and I saw a tree and I saw the individual leaves and I about teared up and started crying. I was like, wow, I can see. And so I had to wear glasses when I played baseball. So anyway, I could see the ball better when the ball came in because I wore, so uh, then I started wearing contacts and I wore contacts and then I had LASIK surgery and I don't have to wear any of it. So, but do I do, I do readers now. So anyway, that happens when you get old. 
So the ability to see, though, isn't that a great gift? We can enjoy this creation uh, because we can see. Think about the blue skies in October and how gorgeous they are. Think about the snow-topped mountain peaks that you might experience if you go to certain parts of the world. Think about the ocean and, and the beach and all of these things that we're able to enjoy visually. It's a gift from God. Think about hearing. We're able to hear. I like the beautiful music today. Man, we're able to enter into worship because we can hear we can sing. Think about the beautiful things that you hear, uh, the birds. If you have children, the beautiful children's voices. If you're a parent, when you hear, Daddy or Mommy, oh, that, you know, that is one of the best sounds in the world. And then when you have grandchildren, you start realizing, you know, when they, you know, we're trying to get her to say our names, but Claire can't yet. But when she does, oh, my gosh, you think my heart's going to melt? Yeah. You know, and so this idea of the voices that we hear, that we love, those people that we love, uh, the things that we enjoy because of our ability, our sense of hearing, laughter, all these different things. Think about smell, you know, the beautiful flowers and fresh bread. Oh, and the different smells that we're able to enjoy. This body of ours can enjoy all of the things that God's created. Um, this is going to get into taste in just a minute. But uh, I remember years ago, I was uh, picking up a friend of mine. We were deciding where we were going to go out to eat. Uh, this was in Columbus, Georgia. And uh, we were in the Midtown area. And we were thinking, you know, what do you want to eat? What do you want to eat? And I said, I don't know. And so um, we, Stephen, you know this area. But uh, we, we come around the Midtown area and we smelled country's barbecue on mercury drive so john said countries and i was like yeah country so we ate at country because we smell the barbecues oh it's just so good and then it gets into taste that's another so we're able to taste that wonderful barbecue uh gosh sweets and and salty and 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 bitter and and and, and all of these different things that we're able to enjoy the spices and and all of those things our taste we can enjoy God's creation because of these senses sight and hearing and smell and taste and then finally touch we're able to enjoy things that are soft. I was rubbing on your sweater this early this morning, you know, just the, the soft textures. And, and, and we're able to understand rough and hard and, and, and just different things. We, we enjoy hot and cold and all these things that we feel. Uh, that's a part of God's create. Our bodies are like that. Uh, we enjoy it. Um, so many things. Think about some other things about our bodies. Uh, you know, if, if a child falls and scrapes their knee, we call it in, our, in the Magoni household a boo-boo. They got a boo-boo, so they, they've got a scrape on their knee. Uh, but the, the neat thing about how God's created us, our bodies can heal. So I might look at Mary when she scraped her knee the very first time and said, baby, you got a boo-boo, and she's crying. I said, well, honey, the good thing is it'll heal. And sure enough, it heals. Think about the surgeries you might have had or somebody that you went to, you know, to take them to the hospital when they cut us open and they do the things, and God is able to help our bodies heal. We might have a scar, but our, our skin comes back together and then it heals. Uh, it's just this amazing thing. I uh, think about our muscles, the way God's created us. Uh, the more we use our muscles, the stronger our muscles become. And so as we're using our body exercising, we become stronger. Uh, I love this phrase that I saw years ago in a gym. It said, what was once my goal, th- something I was striving for, what was once my goal is now my warm-up. So as this person would go to the gym and they have a goal, I want to do, you know, I want to do so many push-ups. That was their goal. Well, now they do those push-ups just to warm up because our bodies, we just, it's just an amazing gift that God's given us. 
uh, our bodies are truly a gift from God. And so as the writer says, I hope that you will be in good health. I hope that you will prosper, that you will uh, physically, that's, that's all a part of it. Um, but then there's another part of our bodies that we need to be aware of, and that is uh, in keeping it in health, there's certain principles that God has given us that we want to make sure that we embrace. And the first one I want to talk to you about is rest. So think about creation. When God created the heavens and the earth, in six days, he created everything that we enjoy and all the good things that, that we're able to bless and enjoy with our senses. But then on the seventh day, the scripture says that God rested. Now, in my theology, I don't think he rested because he had to. He was like, whoo, I'm so exhausted. You know, that just wore me out. I don't think God was worn out with creating the heaven. And it's as intricate as it is. Think about the number of insects he spoke into existence. Think about all of the intricacies of our creation. It's a, it blows our mind. It's so vast and so detailed. But I don't think he was exhausted. But because he knows us, and we'll get into this in a minute, he said, I need to give my creation, those created in my engine, a rhythm that is healthy, an example to live by. So I'm going to rest and call that day the Sabbath, a time to rest. Not because God needed it, but he knows that we need it. So he modeled that for us. So what God wants us to do in life is to work and to rest and to work and to rest and make sure we're working, we're productive, but also make sure we take time away to rest because our bodies have to have that to be healthy. So sleep is a part of that. Uh, worship is a part of that. Uh, just, just taking a break is a part of that. Now, he wants you to work six days and rest one, so it doesn't mean like, well, Mark, I'm going to take three days off every week. No, 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 you need to work. You need to do, even in retirement, we want to be productive, but we have to rest. Our oldest daughter, Mary, that I referenced with a skint knee, she did youth ministry for 10 years, and, and she did not have a good balance of working and rest. She worked, 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 worked. So Griff, she just worked herself sick. And so she called and said, Dad, I'm, feel, I'm not feeling good. I said, baby, you been getting enough sleep? Uh, no, not really. And I said, okay, well, you're learning a valuable lesson. You have to work, and then you have to rest. You have to work. And so there's this rhythm that God's given us. So part of being healthy with our body is making sure we rest, making sure we take some time. So get a get, good, good night's sleep, which is important, but also resting. Uh, because this whole idea of our bodies is a stewardship. We're a spirit, have a soul, have a body. But to take good care of our body, we want to make sure we're taking good care of just like a steward would be entrusted with something very valuable. Uh, think about our weight. Uh, you know, if our bodies don't have a medical condition, the way God's created us, if we eat food, that's our fuel, right? That gives us energy. And if we eat more than we burn, sometimes our body, we eliminate part of that. But also it says, you know what? I, I'm going to store this extra. So our bodies store the extra and we call it what? Fat, that's exactly right. <clears throat> so, and, and, so if we're eating too much and we're not burning it off, we get larger and larger and larger. Now, if there's a medical condition, that's an exception, but just, just the way God's created us. And so if you don't eat enough and you're burning off more than you're eating, guess what happens to our body? It doesn't grow with stored reserves. It, it uses those reserves and we lose weight. So God's created this amazing body to function in wonderful ways if we give it enough rest and we give it the right amount of nourishment. But here's, the, here's one of the problems. 
the, the scripture, as we talks about our bodies, it uses the word flesh, okay, our flesh. And so it means our skin, our bones, our, our, our physical body. And so as we think about our flesh, and we want to be good stewards of it and all these wonderful senses, one of the things we know is that our flesh, this body, is only a temporary place that we dwell. So we're not going to be in this flesh for all of eternity. We might be blessed with 70 years of life. We might be blessed with 80 years of life. We might be blessed with 90 years of life. But at some point, this physical body is going to cease to exist in the way that we know it. And we're going to perish. We're going to die. And we're going to breathe our last with the lungs that God's given us. And we're going to receive a glorified body. Our spirit and our soul are going to be united with a wonderful glorified body. We don't know the details of that. Paul writes about that to one of the letters in, uh, to the church in Corinth. That's another sermon. But the idea of temporary, this is a, temp- it's a temporary situation. And Jesus said, listen, if your hand calls you to sin, cut it off. It would be better to enter eternity with one hand gone than to sin and, and, and miss out on eternity. So this temporary idea, and it doesn't mean mutilate yourself, but it, 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 the point is this flesh and blood is temporary. So the martyrs and those who were persecuted during the times of the scriptures, they realized, you know what, this isn't just because, you know, I've I've gotten my hand uh, cut off or my eye gouged out for believing or my tongue cut out because I've been preaching the gospel. I don't have to worry because I, I don't live in this for eternity. So that's one truth that we need to understand. So we can't have too much of an emphasis on our body. We'll get to that in a minute because it's temporary. We are to be good stewards of it. We are to cherish it and all those kind of things. But flesh, this idea of flesh. And so God knows that it's not only temporary, but, but there's a weakness associated with our flesh. I want to take you back to the time when Jesus, he, he, we're going to have communion in just a minute. And it takes us back to this same night where Jesus is with some of his followers and he institutes what we call the Lord's Supper, the Eucharist, giving of thanks, uh, uh, Holy Communion. Later on that night, after he, he explained communion and they received communion, he went to a garden to pray because he knew he was about to get arrested. And he took Peter, James, and John, and he took them a little bit further in the garden. And he says, guys, I want you to hang out here for a while because I'm going I'm to spend some more time praying. So he went about a stone's throw away from where he left these guys, and he comes back an hour later, and they're all asleep. And he said, guys, can't you just stay up and, and pray with me for just an hour? He said, the Spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. It's in Matthew's gospel, Mark's gospel. So this idea of we might desire something in our spirit, and our soul, but we have to realize our fleshly nature tends to be weak in the sense of spiritual disciplines and things like that. We're weak. We're weak. And so he knows that about us. So we want to make sure that we are <clears throat> aware of these truths and the fact that because our body is weak in that sense, that, that, that we have a tendency to want to give up. We have a tendency to want to put things off that are important spiritually. We have, we have that tendency. But here's the thing. <clears throat> all of these great gifts that God's given us, all of these uh, senses that we have, if we don't keep them in check, then they can become the dominant thing that drives us and, and speaks to us on how we live. And that can be very strong. And that can be very dominant. Not in a godly Christian kind of way, but in an ungodly, fleshly way. So a lot of the New Testament has to deal with the lust of the flesh, the desires of the flesh, the sinful nature of our flesh. So what's happened here, as the writers of the New Testament say, that they've 
used a God-given gift, what we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we feel, what we listen to, all of these senses, and we've allowed that to dictate to us how we live, and desire of our flesh, this earthly suit not buffeted by God's wisdom, is to do things that we want to do that please us. That bring us joy and happiness and excitement and all these kind of things. And sometimes and many times and in the New Testament times, what was happening is people were using these gifts in an ungodly way. Let me give you an example. Talk about country barbecue. Let's say John and I went to countries, which we did, and I ordered that barbecue chicken and it was so good. And that's what I had that day, I'm pretty sure. But let's say uh, we sat there for a little while longer and then I ordered the barbecue sandwich and I got the pork. And my taste buds were just dancing. They were like, oh, I love it, I love it. And then I got some of that pie because they're good. I mean, those pies are good. And then we stayed there a little bit longer. And I ate and I ate and I ate. And the excess of enjoying the taste and the smells and the, all that, it gets into what's called gluttony, which is a sin. But our bodies crave it. Y'all know I have a sweet tooth, and so it's like, you know, man, if I eat one bag of M&M's, you know, I'm going to want a second bag, these little joy bags. I mean, you just tear it up, I mean, it's gone, you know? But, but, but so, so here's this, my flesh. You say, oh, Mark, that tastes so good. Get another bag, and I do, and so I, it's gone. And so if we don't buff it, and, and Paul talks about this is a powerful scripture. I want you to write it down, but it's really neat. It's in... 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and, and all, a lot of this section, he's talking about the body, he's talking about different things. But verse 27, he's talking about boxing, he's talking about this. He says, but I discipline or I buffet my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. So here's what Paul's saying. He says, I understand all of these wonderful God-given gifts, all of these wonderful senses that we have. But if I don't buffet my body, which means beat it into submission, discipline it, if I don't let, if I let it dictate to me how I live, I might preach a good message, but my lifestyle will disqualify me because I'm not going to let what I look at ruin me. I'm not going to let what I listen, at, listen to ruin me. I'm not going to let what put, I put in my mouth ruin me. I'm not going to let uh, all of the things that I want to taste and feel sensationally, physically ruin me. And that's what Paul says. So what we do with this God-given gift, this body, not only to make it healthy and be a good steward, but we want to make sure we dictate what our bodies do. Our spirit, our soul, God's word dictate how we live. Not our senses, not our pleasures, not using a God-given gift. And let me give you another example in an ungodly way. Physical joy, uh, the touch and all of that kind of stuff. God's created us to, to enjoy one another physically. And then there's a wonderful gift that God has reserved for a husband and a wife. Physical intimacy. And y'all know what that word is. It starts with an S and ends with an X. And so this idea, it's only three letters in there. And so God's given us this wonderful gift. It's a God-given gift. And it involves all of the senses. And it is a wonderful experience. And so people that don't let God dictate how they live, don't buffet their body, make it their slave, as Paul talks about, they realize, hey, this, this is pretty nice. I like this. This makes me feel good. And so what was happening in the New Testament times and all throughout human history is people began to pursue the passions, 
the desires, the cravings of all of our senses and our body. And especially in this area of physical intimacy, there's such pleasure, such joy that goes along with it. And God says, I know because I created you to be that way. But here's how you truly can enjoy it to the fullest. Here's how I want you to experience that as my creation. Because I know what I'm talking about and you can trust me. Wait until you make a lifelong commitment to someone. And that person makes a lifelong commitment to you. And until that happens, wait. Then when that does happen, and I give my blessing to you coming together, oh, then enjoy this gift. The smells, the touch, the the feelings, all of those wonderful things. There's no guilt. There's no shame. There's no condemnation. It is God's gift to us. But what Satan will do, and Jesus says he comes to steal and kill and destroy. He knows that's going to destroy things, rob you of things, and, and just mess up this wonderful gift. He's going to say, oh, no, no, no. You know what? You know, God said, oh, don't wait. It's a God-given gift. Use it. Enjoy the pleasures. Enjoy. And oh, so many people are shipwrecked, as Paul says. So many people are derailed because they allow their bodies, those passions, those desires that are God-given. To be used in an ungodly way. So what we want to do is make sure we take all of these wonderful things that God gives us. And we put them in line with his will. And that includes our bodies. Amen. It's like, okay, I've got this wonderful gift. I want to be in good health. I want to be a good steward. And so I'm going to let my passions, my desires, my longings, my cravings fall in line. Be subject to God's will. Because yes, our flesh is weak and we want to give in all the time. And when we give in to to the flesh, then it becomes a lot stronger. And that voice gets a lot louder. And that urge gets a lot more intense. And we want more and we want more and we want more. When God says, you know what? I can help you with that. And when that first, you, you, you say, no. I'm going to wait. Or no, this is how I'm going to use it. I'm only going to eat one piece of pie, not six pieces of pie. All of those things. And then we enjoy all of God's creation in this healthy body with no guilt.